back, everybody, to another episode of the podcast to be named later. I am Noah Hiles. He is Alex Stumpf. And Alex, the regular season has come and gone. In some ways, it feels like it was just yesterday when the season started. And in other ways, it feels like it was 10 years. Uh, it, it was certainly a trip. And, I mean, you're going to be able to speak on this more than I am. But just the games every single day, the seven-inning doubleheaders, the, the constant, you know, fear of things getting postponed or canceled uh, because of COVID. I mean, early on in the season, we weren't even sure if there was going to be an end to the regular season with how things started off with the Marlins and everything. But, damn it, we made it through. And more, more specifically, you made it through. I want to talk in this first segment. Um, <clears throat> this is technically your first full season as a beat reporter here at DK Pittsburgh Sports, and you certainly made the absolute most of it. You had a mission this year, and that mm -hmm. mission is now completed. Go ahead and tell people what that was. I don't know, alluded to this in, in yes. the last live file that I was going to be involved every day. What he didn't say was I, I've had a byline every single day the regular season and I had one during uh the summer camp as well and at the very beginning and right now I, I like I'm kind of eyeballing like when I get that day off and I just found out like I did the math here that I have written something every day for 96 consecutive days so you you can bet I'm gonna go four more days to get to even 100 I like that I like that so 100 at least 100 bylines yeah. and and when he says no, not no one hundred bylines, a hundred days, yeah, hundred days. That's what I was gonna say. More than hundred bylines, yeah. young Noah. Before before I showed up, you were writing two, three, four things a day sometimes, especially in the beginning of the season. That's that's the beat. I mean, sometimes yeah. that's and just that, how it goes. Yeah, that's just how it goes. I you know I was able to come in and maybe just like you know, like you could hold my hand through something small or something. I, I'd like to think I helped a little bit, but like in oh, all yeah. reality, you, I mean, it, it, like there were times I remember like Dan and I would be at the game and like, he's like, he would be upset by it. He's like, the kid needs to learn how to take a day off. Like he's do, he's like, he's like, I got other people who are like stressed about the amount of work they have. Meanwhile, he's just adding work onto his plate and I'm telling him not to. It's, it, was like, it, it was really funny to see him, like, saying this, like, stop making so much content. Like, he was appreciative of it, but at the same time, it's like, no wonder why he's so stressed at everything. But, I mean, I got to give it to you, man. Finding storylines is tough in this business as it is, uh, especially when the team's bad. Um, but you always kept it fresh, and uh, it, you lost a lot of sleep doing this. I don't know what you – I mean, personally, you probably gain a lot from it. You gain a lot of respect, probably grew your brand. A lot of good came from it. Do you feel yeah. better now that it's over? I, I do. I mean, I'm going to miss it in like a week or so. But right now, the, the time to unplug is going to be good. Because it doesn't, it doesn't feel like it was a short season. It really doesn't. Because, I mean, this really got started in you know, mid-February. And I had a month out there for spring training. And then things stopped in the baseball world. But I, I had to keep coming up with stories you know and, and stuff like that so it's 
it, it, it does feel like I put in a full year, what I imagine a full year would be like, because I, I've never done the full, you know, beat reporter experience. I've never had the, I need to get from Kansas City to Cincinnati, you know, type deal. So it's, it's something that going into 2021, I'm really hoping that, A, I, I really hope things are better in the world in 2021 that I could actually go into a clubhouse. And that, you know, travel doesn't have to be as restricted, as crazy as it was this year. That's all I want for next year, because I'm going to tell you, if all of 2021 is going to be Zoom calls, I, I am going to lose, I'm going to pull out all my hair. Like, it's yeah. going to be bad. I hope, I hope I get to travel a little bit in 2021. I hope you do, too. I'm going to push for you to travel some. All right. So, uh, people... I'll, 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 I'll share the ball better next year in 2021. No, I mean, I knew... Was, was, I, I was man on a mission for a lot of this. Year. I mean, it just made sense for you to do it too, just with my other responsibilities and everything. But yeah, with, with things being more normal, hopefully next year. And I think that to talk more on that, and that's, that's also probably why for you this year went long is because it's one thing to travel every day on a beat, but when you're going through COVID protocols, you know, wearing a mask everywhere you go, you're, you know, beat writers are notorious for like, those road trips, you go out after a game, you know, you have a beer mm -hmm. after or go out for dinner. It's a lot different when you're the head guy on a beat traveling three cities a week. You have to keep in your mind, well, if I catch this virus, I screw a lot of people over here. So you have to be a little extra responsible on top of just, you know, being a responsible American during a pandemic. You have to be a responsible man to the company as well. And you did a really good job with that. I mean, there were times where you were just simply stuck in your hotel room in uh, yeah. Cincinnati. What would you say is your highlight your first year on the beat during this, uh, during this challenge? Oh, uh, man. I, there were some stories I, I really, really did end up loving. Like at the, like this past week in the, the Brian Hayes story. And I, I kind of, was mad at the kid for having that five for five night because my original plan was that was going to run today on Monday, you know, like, Hey, instead of, you know, like a traditional end of season thing, it's like, it's Cabrine. Like here's the face of the franchise. I really love that story. But you know, five for five gave me a good framing device to, <laughs> to center it around uh, the Oscar Marine story. I wrote, I wrote one on Shelton early on. There were like your mound visit on Bell, I thought was pretty darn good too. That one was a product of the Cincinnati trip, uh -huh. and being stuck in a hotel room, not wanting to go out anywhere because a it's Cincinnati. So what what else is there to do? Unless, well, actually, I can tell you what I would do in Cincinnati if I had you know just a day completely off the book is I would go on the Bourbon Trail. Yeah, you know, just about, just make yeah. the make the jump, but you know. Not exactly a great thing to do during a pandemic whenever there's news that could break any minute. So I, I, I'm proud of the work I put in this year. But this time last year, I was proud of the work that I did then. And I feel like I'm, what I did this year is so much better. And I'm, that's the goal for 2021. That yeah. whenever I look back on that season, it's like, man, that's so much better than what I did in 2020. <laughs> good, good. You know, I'm going to use that as a transition point here. Uh, where we talked about, you talked about how you improved. Uh, we're going to go back in the second segment that's upcoming, and we are going to review our preseason predictions and see who improved and who didn't. 
Um, before we get into that, I just want to give you the entire schedule layout for this week of uh, Pirates podcast content. We do not know what the future of this podcast is now that the Pirates season's done. We're still talking about that. We don't know if the daily is going to continue or how it's just going to work. I, I mean, we're, we have an idea, but nothing's official yet. But we can tell you what the schedule is going to be like for this week. It's going to be a daily show this week. Um, today, in the second segment, we are going to go, like I said, go through our preseason predictions. Tomorrow, on Tuesday, we will be, going, we will be giving a National League playoff preview. On Wednesday, we'll be doing the same for the American League. On Thursday, we will be giving a Pirates report card for all of the hitters, or all of the relevant hitters, I should say. You know, And uh, Friday, we will be giving our report cards to the Pirates pitching staff. So that's this week of podcast content. Um, you know, the daily stuff, it might continue, it might not, we don't know. Uh, it, it might be bi-weekly, who knows. But for this week, that's what we know. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, like I said, preseason predictions, we're going to go back and review them. Second segment of the show, Alex, let's go back in time. And uh, we, we both – so – we're recording this around midnight, as we always do. And when Alex was driving home from Cleveland, and as I was just, you know, getting ready for all my edits that I make every night, we both listened. We both went back and listened to our preseason prediction show that we did. It was on – we did it. We actually recorded it on opening day. We were recording it while the Giant or the Nationals and the Yankees were playing the first mm-hmm. game back since – since the pandemic, like we were making jokes about Fauci's first pitch. Remember that? That seems like a year ago, and that was only just a couple months ago. Like, that would have been post-All-Star break when that happened. Like, you think about it. Jeez. But, you know, like in a normal year, but whatever. Anyway, uh, Alex, you, you know, there's going to be a lot of roasting here between <laughs> our preseason predictions. You can start it off. What, go ahead. What do you got to start off? Well, I mean, right at the beginning, someone said, you know, get excited. There's Pittsburgh Pirates baseball coming in 2020. And it wasn't me who said it. So, I mean, yeah. that, 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 that's just a big L for you right there. Hey, 0 for 1, you know, that, that's applicable to the Pirates team. A lot of guys weren't 0 for 1 their first time at the plate. So, in our prediction show, Alex, we picked a pitcher of the year, a player of the year, a rookie of the year, and the biggest surprise. And then we finished the show – by giving a record prediction. So let's go through it. I'm just going to read these off, and then you can give me your reaction, and we'll just, we'll just riff like we always do. Pitcher of the year. My pitcher was Mitch Keller. I'm, I'm going to look up Mitch, Mitch's uh, final stats here. Give me one second, because I know they weren't terrible. Overall, the pitcher of the year, the actual award winner, was Stephen Brault. Yes. Right? Yeah. All right. So Mitch, Richard Rodriguez is the runner up. Okay. Who led the team in wins with three. Wild. <laughs> but Mitch Keller finished the year in five games going one and one with a 291 earned run average, 16 strikeouts, a one, two, five whip. Not a bad year and finished the season going 11, no hit innings. So pretty impressive. He doesn't win pitcher of the year though. Uh, Alex, you had Joe Musgrove. Yeah. Who was injured 
for a lot of the season, but in eight a starts. Theme. A theme. Yes, a picks. theme. Yes. Uh, but in eight starts, went one and five with a 386 earned run average and similar to Mitch Keller. Finished the year strong. So we are both wrong on that pick. Uh, I would say, I don't know, we're both equally close to second, third place, I guess. We're in the same boat that yeah. I think a healthy Joe Musgrove or healthy Mitch Keller would have been the best pitcher on this staff. And I, I know Joe got off to a wrong foot or off on the wrong foot, but man, that closing, that, that's what Joe Musgrove can be whenever that breaking stuff is actually coming out of the hand the right way. I don't know what his future with the Pirates is. He was very close to being traded during this trade deadline. And I can't help but feel like the Pirates are going to have to clear at least one or two spots in this rotation just because of the number of guys who are going to have a, need a spot. Like that need a spot. Like JT Brubaker needs a spot. Mitch Keller needs a spot. Stephen Brault needs a spot. So I, I, I don't know what the future is with Joe. If he is coming back, I think you have to be very encouraged with, with these last couple outings that he had. Moving forward, our player of the year prediction. One of us was right. One of us was dead wrong. Actually, you know what? To be fair, you agreed with my pick. You just picked someone to be different. But I picked Brian Reynolds. Not a good year for Brian Reynolds. I believe he finished with the lowest qualifying batting average in Major League Baseball. He hit 189 with seven homers, 19 runs batted in, a 632 OPS. Good year in the field. Still probably a positive value player, uh, but a, a notable step back for Brian. There's no denying that. He would admit it. Um, if, I, if I'm looking at pos, positive moments for Brian Reynolds, you think of all the throws out at the plate uh, and what he did in the field and then him having a kid and then going Rob McCoviak, you know, the next game back. That, that's, really, that's really about it. 2020, this baseball season, Brian Reynolds just needs to crumble it up and throw it in the wastebasket and just get back to business in 2021. Meanwhile – Meanwhile, okay, Alex. Yeah, Alex look, correctly I'm predicted. I'm going to take a whole lot of L's in this. I'm taking my victory lap for, for calling Jacob Stallings because I really called Jacob Stallings. Like, if you, it was almost spot on. Like I said, he's going to frame well. And if here's a guy who can hover around that 100 OPS mark, which, you know, he was in the 90s, which counts. Yes. It, like, here's a guy who could, you know, finish with one, one and a half war. Would he finish with one war? Spot on analysis. No money, money right there. We're not going to look at any more of my picks. We're just going to end it right there. That's yeah. That, he like texted me while he was listening. He's like, I nailed the Stallings one. I was like, keep listening. Uh, <laughs> rookie of the year, we both had Mitch Keller. No, no, you didn't have Mitch Keller. Well, I, yes. Okay. Well, I settled for Keller because you talked me out of it. But I originally picked a Brian Hayes. And Why would you listen to me? I don't know. But, but here's, here's one, of, one of my favorite. I have a whole bunch of Alex Cold takes listed here. The first one was, oh God. am I balling about three weeks in Altoona for Kibrian? He should be up by mid-August. Was in, fairness, in fairness, he was he ready in mid-August. He should have been up in mid-August. <laughs> but um, 
Yeah, I just hearing that he's like, like, but narrator, but he wasn't up in mid August. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, you know what? If you're going to give that to me, I'll take it. Uh, Key Brian gets rookie of the year. And I did call that. I did call that. And yeah. I mean, my God, I mean, we've talked about Key Brian enough on this podcast already, but. Could you imagine if he, if there was like another month in the season? how terrible my life would have been trying to come up with different stories besides Cabrian every night. I mean, that's going to be all next year. That's gonna <laughs> well, next be- year, next year you can have, you know, the, the glimmer of hope for other people, but man, 2020 September, this, this was a month to remember for Cabrian Hayes. They have their face. They do. And he, and he's ready for it. I mean, I, I, I point out, I point blank asked him like, Hey, man, like there's a whole lot of people who have a lot of faith in you. You're going to be a face of the franchise. And he's like, that just motivates me more. It, it's, it's a good answer. Like this is, yeah. he, he really reminds me, he, he's not flashy. He's, you know, he's kind of shy in the great, compared to like regular girl. Is he shy or is he just chill? I, I a little calm, a little calm. Mm-hmm. He, he kind of reminds me of Sid, like how Sid carries himself. Okay. Around. Which yeah. I know is humongous praise in Pittsburgh, but I, yeah. I think that's justified. Yeah, where it's just, you know, this is what I do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we had our next category, biggest surprise. Uh, mine was – Col- Well done. Well done. Mine was Colin Moran, who led the team – let me look here. Uh, out of everyone who qualified, he led the team in batting average at 247. Whoa! <laughs> Ten home runs, not bad. No, that's that's good. That's that's like a twenty-five home run season for Colin Moran if this was a real season. So mm-hmm. that's that's a really good year for him. Twenty-three runs batted in. Again, Colin Moran would have had like a twenty-five home run, ninety RBI, eight hundred OPS year if this was a full season. That's a pretty big jump in RBIs, but I mean that's more of a team stat. But. Oh, yeah. Oh, well. I mean, we're but that... Yeah, I, I, I would... Oh, you're cutting in and out yeah. here. Uh, but, yeah, I, okay, maybe not 90. Maybe we'd go, like, 70 or something. But nonetheless... Okay, okay. Nonetheless, a really good year from Colin Moran. Uh, and your pick, Alex, of course, was Nick Birdie. Uh Does Nick Birdie pitch again in the major leagues? I hope so. I hope for the so. Pirates. I, I think if he does with anyone, it's going to be with the Pirates. But I don't know. We haven't gotten a whole lot of injury updates on him. He seems to still be in like a, a waiting phase. It's it's bad. Like it's just one more injury to an arm and. It, it, my heart kind of breaks for the guy because I know the work that he put in this off season and how seriously he took it. He's like, I've got to rework my throwing mechanics and just something goes wrong. And that's that it's, I don't know. I I really hope this isn't the last time we've seen Nick Birdie pitch in the major leagues, even if it's for another team. Like, yeah, the, the dude, the work he's put in, he deserves nothing less than being able to pitch the next 10 years, you know, incident free. But I, I don't know if he will pitch again. Yeah. All right. So probably, probably we, though. we wrap up the show. 
record predictions. I want to start off with Alex's because this part of the show is just comical. Alex said 28 and 32, and I have a direct quote following the record prediction. Hit me. If they get Gregory Polanco back and Keona Kella back, that record could be boosted. <laughs> he said, we will see a lot of improvements from this team. Alex said this team would be flirting with the playoffs. <laughs> I want you to hit me. I want you to hit me. Come on. <laughs> uh, yeah, not great. Um, it, 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 what it, did it, you it, see from this team in spring training that made you think this? And I'm not asking this cynically. No, like no, no. It's general. a fair question. Yeah. I, I, saw, I saw the rotation. Okay. looking a whole lot better. And whenever Mitch was healthy and what we saw towards the end with Joe Musgrove, I, I think would support that. Trevor, Trevor was just bad. That, that's the coldest take I've had this year. But, you know, Chad Cool, what he's shown, Brubaker, what he's shown. I know the ERAs weren't, aren't fantastic, but, you know, small sample size, you know, a, a, a mistake pitch or two could really, you know, fluctuate the ERA as a whole. Um. I, I saw an improved pitching staff. I saw an offense that I didn't think was going to, you know, decline this drastically. No one saw this coming. You know, like everyone across the board taking a huge step back. No one saw that coming. I don't care how pessimistic you were. And I, I, I just saw, you know, a better environment. I don't know. Shorter season. Yeah, anything can happen. And like I said, you know, at the very beginning, like 10 or so swings were going to determine the season. I probably should have you know, cast that net a little larger because that's how it goes. But All swings how, and misses. how many one-run games did the Pirates end up losing? If, if they go even 500 right there, we're, we're basically at, you know, 24 and 36. I'll say another thing. You said not – And that like, doesn't count the injuries. That doesn't even week, count the injuries. Less than a week ago, you talked about how bad of a division the NL Central is. Every team in the Pirates aside – or every team in the division aside from the Pirates made the playoffs. It's a bad division. The, the Brewers yeah. are going to be They're going to lose that series. It, it yeah. is going, they're going to be sent to the shadow realm. Like the, <laughs> the, the Milwaukee Brewers are going Mas to be, They're going to become the Seattle Pilots again. This blowout by the Dodgers is going to be <laughs> so biblically bad. <laughs> hey, they made it to the playoffs. Flags fly forever. Um, and then my prediction – as we wrap up the show, I went, I said 25 and 35. And honestly, I think I, again, I was influenced by Alex's positivity. I was going to say 22 wins, which is still a little bit high. I mean, they finished with 19, but here was my analysis. And I don't think I could have been more spot on. I said, I think they're going to start off slow. All right. Actually, I, I said direct quote. I think they're going to start off very slow and finish strong when they're far out of it. That, that's pretty good. Yeah. But then I said we're going to see some good seasons from guys we hope to see good seasons from. That's not true. We did not, not. see we did not see that from many people. So that's tough. Um, and then my coldest take was we're going to end this season not in the playoffs, but feeling more optimistic about the future. See, I, I don't think that's a cold take. I think it's a lukewarm take. I don't know. It's a lukewarm. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's Cabrian. There's Cabrian and there's Kumar Rocker. 
and yeah. there's Blake Cedarlin, and there's Derek Shelton. I really hope I don't forget in, in 2021, whenever he comes up, that I have to keep the Blake Cedarlin thread going. Yeah, that's going to be tough to remember. Alex, any final thoughts on today's show? Thank you for everyone who listened this whole year. I mean, this was unprecedented. I can't think of any other word because that's the only other adjective we know nowadays in these times. But this was – Noah and I had podcast in the past. We knew we could do weekly. I, I Going daily was going to be something new for at least me. Noah's at least the radio guy. He, he had no problems with it. I was a bit nervous going daily, but this ended up being – Great. I, I'm proud of the work we did here. I'm looking forward to what we got going forward. Yeah, man, this was fun. Uh, just looking back at it from the places we recorded uh, in, from when I was in Canton to when you were on the road to recording, you know, at my house to recording um, in, uh, in Cleveland, just in that like grassy area behind the, uh, mm-hmm. behind the stadium in the area we always recorded like the staircase behind the press box and you could hear motorcycles going down <laughs> West General Robinson at 1 a.m. Just all of it. The late night grind, man. I'm, I'm not going to miss it immediately, but this was fun. It was fun. You talked about your grind. I, you know, I had a little bit of a grind myself here and this, it was cool to do it. And it was cool to be the first compl- aside from Dan's uh, daily shot. This was the first daily team podcast. And now we have the Steelers one. There's going to be a Penguins one as well. Um, it was kind of cool to pave the road for that here on this network that's doing really well. So it was fun to do it with my buddy Alex Stump. For him, I'm Noah Hiles signing off saying be sure to follow us on social media. Hit that subscribe all button. If you enjoyed this daily show, if you enjoyed the Steelers daily show, like I said, we've got more stuff coming. As the sports continue to come back, we're going to have more content and you're going to enjoy it. Also, leave some comments on uh, the podcast networks. Also, if you like this, let us know. Comment on our website, comment on Apple, comment wherever you listen. Let the people know what we're doing over here, and we will see you as, as the playoffs are uh, approaching. I'm going to steal a classic baseball playoff line. We will see you tomorrow night.